Hello? Hey, what's up? Hey. I how got it doing? to work. I'm yeah. good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Technology, you know? I, I swear I'm tech savvy. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> Teresa. I don't know. No, I'm pretty sure you're a smart lady. Anyway, before we get into it, I, I just want to say I appreciate you hopping on with me. Yeah, thanks today, for having me. T- taking some time out of your day. So what's been going on? What have you been up to right now? You know, just working away. That's yes. pretty much it. Not yeah. too much to do during these times. Okay. And are you still like quarantined to your house for, from your work for your work? I am. Yeah. So I think we're going to um, be staying remote for a while. We haven't heard of any updates of us going back on campus. So we'll see. Okay. And what is it uh, that you do for work again? Um, I'm a project manager for a medical device company. Okay. And what does that entail, Miss Project Manager? Um, I handle helping teams execute projects. Okay. All right. So you like delegate different uh, parts of the process for an individual project pretty much? Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. In course of a specific timeline. Okay. That sounds uh, fancy. <laughs> way, above, way above my pay grade. Well, no, I think everybody on their own does a little project management. You know, when you're doing things at home, you're delegating things to yourself and you have a timeline of when you want it done. So I think we have a little project management in all of us. Okay. Oh, yeah. I just do it. I just do it as a career. So do it and make 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 bank. <laughs> yeah. I make crazy bank, bro. No, but anyway, I just wanted to get you on here. Just I always wanted to. So the premise of my podcast, if you didn't know or knew or whatever, um, I pretty much interview um, former athletes and just kind of talk about their transition from athlete to you know, what they're doing now and any types of struggles they've had, you know, any, Mm -hmm. uh, as far as like adapting and finding like their next passion, but Mm -hmm. I wanted to switch it up and, you know, talk to you and get a female, female's perspective on just pretty much life as a female, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, through this crazy world. So, you know, Uh I've always been curious about that and you've been one of my longtime friends. So I was like, Hey, I want to talk to you <laughs> since since first grade. Since first, <laughs> let's do this. Since first grade. So anyway, <laughs> I'll just kind of. I just got some rudimentary questions, and then uh, we can uh, get into like the meat of why you know you're you're joining me today on the podcast. So mm-hmm. I just want to get your perspective on just first. My first question topic is uh, social media. Um, do you feel like, from your perspective, is it a is it a positive or is it more negative from your perspective? Well, I think anything is, in life is what we want it to be, right? Mm-hmm. So um, like that saying how 90% of what happens to you, you can't control, but you have that 10% on how you react. And I think that goes with social media. So, or a dating site, right? So there are people who have labeled Tinder as 
a hookup app. Okay. And and you and I can both agree that that's not always the case because we have friends who have met on that app and who are now married and have a family, you know, so we do. So we do see it work in different ways besides a hookup app. So I think it's the perspective on what you're looking to get out of an app that you're going to get, you know, it's kind of like what you manifest into you to the universe. You put out there what you think you deserve and that's what you're going to get out of it. And I think that's how, what I look at everything. So when I go to social media and you know, I'm not having a good week or a good season in life. And I just constantly focus on the negative and the negative and I get overwhelmed and stressed. And, and the more and more you're in that area until you get yourself out of it, that's what you're going to continue to manifest in your life. Um, so with social media, um, I got to a season where I just felt negative all the time. I was stressed. And I just didn't see the positive that it was bringing into my Mm -hmm. life. So I actually got rid of it um, probably like two months ago and I'm still not back on it. And my life has improved in a positive way because I took action to shift where I want my life to go. Okay. And did you feel from those, you know, when you decide to take action and, you know, kind of clean up the, the system for lack of a better term, did you feel like, any added pressure did it bring out like what type of anxiety did it bring was it um what type of yeah just what type of anxiety did it bring to you like for you to just say I don't need this as a part of my life I I think everybody has to take a step back and see where they're at in life right and I think with this season during COVID with me being single, no boyfriend, no commitment, no kids, I had to kind of look at what I wanted out of life. And right now with it being so hard to date and being on social media and just seeing, you know, like my friends with their families and I started to get a sense of like jealousy and like envy. Mm -hmm. And, and I know that when it's my time that God's going to deliver and, you know, and I just have to put faith in that. But I started to just get trapped in that jealousy and that envious space. And I needed to get out of that. And so a way for me to get out of that was to get rid of the things that were putting me into that and get back to God. And that's what I did. Okay. And do you think that's like a more of like a societal pressure you felt it, and you kind of manifested in your mind? Like, well, you know, a hundred percent. Okay. A hundred percent. You know, I think, um, society has a lot to play in how most of us live our lives, right? Yeah. Especially with us, with um, our parents being in like the older generation where if you weren't married or had a family or had kids at a certain time, it's like you were looked down upon, you yeah. know, and that's how we were raised. And um, things are a lot different now, but I still, I'm I'm very old school, so... Sometimes not that my family's putting that pressure on me, not that my, my parents are putting that pressure on me anymore. Um, I think I still put that pressure on myself, you know, and I think um, I look at myself and I'm like, geez, like I'm 36. I'm still single, still haven't found the one. I, I, I do want kids. And now I'm starting to 
um, try to make myself accept that, you know, like maybe that's not going to happen for, for me. Maybe that's just not in the cards for me, which is sad, but like, that's what I'm trying to prepare myself towards. And it is like a society influenced thing, I think. Okay. And do you feel that, I mean, maybe, do you feel that it's, it might just be a moment in time for you? Like how you mentioned, you said this might be, in, this might just be the, the cards I was dealt with as far as like not being married, not having kids. You think it's just a moment, momentary thing for you? And you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. so this is just how you feel. Absolutely. You feel I think moment. I just, yeah, I, I definitely go through phases in my seasons where I'm like positive and I'm like, you know what, God's got you and I'm confident and all these things. And then I get bouts of depression where one thought will spiral Mm -hmm. right into this huge thing. And, and that's what's, what's so bad with depression is like people, people don't really understand depression and people think, oh, well, I get sad too. Like, like, like I get depressed too when things don't go my way sometimes, but it's like, no, it's, it's different when you've been diagnosed with depression, you know? And it's like one thing can spiral down where you can be bedridden and not leave your house for days, for weeks, for months at a time where, where your hygiene will go because you can't get out of bed and you just have no motivation for life, you know? And it's like, I've dealt with it for so long where I can get myself out of it. And I know when my, my mind is going there. So as soon as I attack it and reverse it, the better. So, um, yeah. So when I get those thoughts, I try to just reverse them right away. Okay. Because it's, because it's not a place to live, right? Like who wants to live that way? Yeah, I actually had to, um. A couple weeks ago, I had to fly to North Carolina because my mom, uh, she was really sick. And uh, she had yeah. to eat for like a couple days. Um, I went to her apartment. Her house was in disarray. She was uh, at at the uh, skilled nursing facility like when I got there to North Carolina. And then, yeah, it was just like it like wasn't my mom. Like it was crazy to see. And, I, and like I, I had yeah. to do the COVID restrictions. I had to talk to her through like a window. Um, so I couldn't even like really, oh, like, okay. you know, but she, yeah, visit. I couldn't really visit yeah. as like I wanted to anyway. It was, and how they, it was kind of messed up because how they made it seem, they seemed like they had like a designated visiting section, but it was literally uh-huh. like me, my dad, my cousin talking to my, talking from outside and my mom was like standing in a hall and I was just like talking to her, talking to her. From, oh. like, yeah, it was crazy. So. But uh, she she got back on her medication and stuff, and she's in a better place right now. So we're just uh, getting things squared away as far as uh, getting her passport because I think the ultimate move she's gonna go live with my brother in uh, in Germany. Yeah. So, um, but she's uh, at my cousin's house right now, and they're just kind of watching over her and just yeah. you know making sure she's staying That's on good. track with that. But. Uh, how long has she dealt uh, with depression uh, or many, uh, she's uh she's been diagnosed with depression and uh borderline personality disorder um yeah years i mean she because she's a, a vietnam vet and stuff so she has like severe PT, mm, severe mm-hmm. ptsd 
Um, yeah, it's yeah. been years. I've noticed, I noticed subtle things like in high school. Um, I want to say around high school more, maybe like my junior year, she would just like snap out of nowhere. <laughs> like, or like yeah. I'd come home and just like, things would just be, be kind of like not normal. You know, when you like walk into your house and then like you, things are just kind of off. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. So that's my, yeah, my sister um, is a vet too. You know, she um, went okay. to Iraq, her and her ex-husband and um, she has PTSD too. And um, I think personally, when she came back from Iraq, she was just a completely different person. And since then, um, her and I have a really tough time communicating um, because it does kind of, we would talk about something and then it would just like spiral to okay. something else where I'm kind of sitting there like, where, where the heck did this go yeah. wrong? Like, I, I'm not understanding what's going on, you know? And would you say like, when you say communicating, do you mean like you'd say you guys would be in a conversation and you would say something that would like trigger her or something? Um, maybe, okay. you know, I, I think we're, we just, um, because I can, because she can come with me to, I mean, like with the question, yeah. right? And I know how we uh, communicate and interact. So in my mind, I'm already trying to phrase it the nicest, easiest way to come out to where it's not offensive at all, where to she wouldn't take offense to it, right? Yeah. And even though I take the time to phrase it in a way where I don't think she would be offensive to it, she would still get offensive. Mm, okay. And I just don't understand why. And she's still very private of everything that's happened at war, yeah. you know, and um, I don't blame her because my dad was in the Vietnam war and my dad doesn't talk about the war. So I think it's something that we're just never going to understand that, that our veterans lived this life, yeah. you know, and like, even if we do try to understand it, we're just never going to because we were never there. Yeah, that's true. That's something. It's always, uh, I'm always looking. I want to relate with my mom or like people that I know that are going through that, you mm -hmm. know, went and served overseas and in Iraq. But it's almost, mm -hmm. I always feel like I'm, it's like I'm on, on the outside looking in. Like I kind of understand and I want to understand, but it's like I can't really yeah. understand where you're coming from. Yeah. I mean, the VA has, a ton of programs yeah. that help vets and i so um i don't know if your family's already yeah, looked into have, that or not yeah yeah so, and i feel like now that you said that it's i feel like there <laughs> are a lot of programs but i don't think they're i feel like they're not advertised or maybe i just don't know i feel like they're just not they're as advertised. they're not they're not honestly <laughs> and the only reason why i knew that is um I see a, um, I see a nutritionist and I was talking to her about the struggles that I was going mm -hmm. through with my sister and her, um, her dad actually works at the VA in Long Beach. So she's the one that told me about it. Otherwise, I would have not known. I mean, I'm sure like the vets know, but I don't think they know the extent of all the programs that are provided yeah. to them. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think I wish there was a way that there was like, I feel like there should be like a catalog that they should get once they're, you know, retiring yeah. or getting ready to 
uh, get out of like these are all your resources yeah. you know that you can use that right. are afforded to you you know so but right. anyway uh, just to segue into the next topic uh, we're going to keep with the topic of mental health but I just want to get your thought on it because this is from what I've been seeing just a lot on social media I feel like just mental health as a whole not any particular uh, faction of it is is almost becoming like a fad and like you can correct me if I'm wrong but from my perspective I feel like like we like you said earlier you know someone's like oh I'm sad or I feel depressed or you know I have anxiety I hear that one yeah. a lot. I have anxiety or that gives me anxiety and, and to me it's like do you really have anxiety or you just don't know how to handle like a stressful situation you know what I mean because it's totally different right right and um see I don't really know how to answer that because I don't want to judge because if they really did have anxiety then god I pray <clears throat> for them because it's not something that I would wish upon even mm. on my worst enemy I really don't so it's like I hope they're not taking advantage of the fact of pretending that they have mental illnesses because it is a huge thing. Um, Yeah, I I don't know what to say to that. And I think I think those are the things that I that I think I block out when I'm on social media. So I'm not like aware. Yeah, it's just some of the encounters I've had with people. And things I've seen on social media, I'm kind of just like, I feel like it's so people jump on the next trend, the next trend. And I feel like not that having mental illness is something that should be trendy, but I feel like people take it and kind of spin it to be like, to get like some type of sympathy from it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not a trend, but it is getting a lot of notice now, right? Which it should have been a long time ago because back then when you... Um, say you have depression or anxiety, it was kind of like you were ashamed because people thought that you yeah. were unwell and like you're not stable. And like, and I know a lot of people, including myself, you know, it was something that like you couldn't talk about at your workplace because you were afraid of possibly losing your job, you know, because like they would look at you as unstable or, um, are you a liability to the company? You know, it was almost like, like taboo. To, to it's say. scary. It, it, it was a hundred percent definitely was. And I remember um, years ago, probably six years ago, I was so stressed out at this job and I went on LOA. And at that time there was no, um, there was no coverage for disability for mental health for stress. When stress is one of the top killers oh, of society, facts. you know what I mean? Like, so, so many people die from stress. And the fact that it's not covered in insurances blows my mind. The fact that uh, therapy isn't covered in insurances and you have to pay for that out of pocket. And those things yeah. aren't cheap, you know, like who, who has $150 to spend weekly on therapy to get your mind straight? It's insane. But instead, here's, here's 30 pills of Xanax yeah. for $2. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's here's it's your quick just fix. insane to me. <laughs> See you in a month. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, I just want to dive a little bit more into your story. So, um, you say you suffer from anxiety and depression. 
Okay, and then yeah. So, I just want to dial it back a little bit. So, when did you feel like, um, like an onset come on? Like, when did you feel like this was, you know, some, this was anxiety? Like, when did you notice, like, oh yeah, I might have anxiety. I might have depression. So, from talking to my parents, my parents have always said that I was like an anxious and paranoid child. Um, and that was, and that I was always afraid of things. And they would give me examples of when something would happen and I would like overreact, like it was the end of the world and I was dying and, you know, and like, um, and I've always felt that way, but I didn't have my first real anxiety attack until I was okay. 23. And, and I remember the day clearly because um, we were having a party in our apartment and I just didn't feel well. It just switched. I, I was getting, you know, the pain through my arm. My left arm was numb. My heart was palpitating. I was lightheaded. My chest was heavy. And I was like, oh my gosh, is this it? Like, am I having a heart attack? So I pulled my brother aside and I was like, Hey, because, because we had an apartment full of people, you know, like I'm not one to ever make a scene. And so I pulled him aside and I was all like, I'm not feeling good. I think we need to go to the emergency room, but let's just tell everybody that, that we have to go pick something up at the Mm. grocery store, you know? And so we went to the emergency room and, um, they did all the testings and they're like, Nope, you just had an anxiety attack. And it was from then where I was diagnosed with anxiety. And then I started seeing my, um, my physician and she prescribed me um antibiotics i mean not antibiotics sorry she prescribed me xanax and then she tried she tried to prescribe me antidepressants and i just and i just never did well on and i'm not one that likes to take medication anyway like even if i'm i'm in pain or i have a headache i refuse to take any type of medication so from the very beginning I was just against it. And I was like, you know what? No, like I'm going to be strong enough. I'm going to fight this on my own without medication. And, um, that's what I'm doing. So, you know, like I still have my downfalls where I go back and they're all like, Teresa, like, this is your depression. Like, I don't know what to tell you, like until you get on an antidepressant. And I'm like, no, I'm like, there are tons of people who fight this out the natural way. And that's what I'm going to do. You know, and my body is so sensitive that I don't do well on okay. on medication. So I I go crazy. I feel sick. So I would just not. So I've kind of learned, you know, with the help of therapy and stuff to um, handle my depression, to know when it's coming, exercises to do to calm me down when I'm mm. when I'm having anxiety. So I mean it wasn't an overnight thing. I was diagnosed when I was 23 and now I'm yeah. 36, you know, and I've had a lot of therapy. Um, I do have Xanax as kind of like a safety blanket for, for those really huge um, anxiety attacks that I won't be able to handle with, with the okay. exercises I've been taught, but that's very, but that's very, very rare that I, okay. that, that I do take them. And what are some things that you do Cause you said you want to do it naturally. Uh, what are some things that you do to combat 
you know, your anxiety or your depression? Um, like, what helps you get out of it, I guess? Like, any techniques or... It's... I mean, there's a lot of techniques you can do, right? And what's so misunderstood is that people think there's, like, like three symptoms to yeah. an anxiety, which is so false, where... Um, you don't, you don't know what kind of anxiety you're going to have. So some of them are, are easier to cure, like right there. And then where you can do like tapping motions where you just like tap, you, you tap anywhere on your body and you just keep tapping because then your mind is now sync, um, signaling another place to focus, right? Okay. Right. And then there's another one where you, um, where if you start to feel it, but it's not fully there yet, you can go to the freezer, you can get a piece of ice, you can put it um, on your hand, because that sends another signal to your brain to focus somewhere else, where, where you're feeling a cold sensation. So it takes it off of the worries that you're yeah. focused on. And then, you know, there's breathing techniques there's um grounding where they have you um look at objects in the room and they make you describe the objects to kind of get your mind off of what you're okay. what you're currently thinking about um so there's a lot of different techniques that you can do and then sometimes when none of them work and you're just fed up i've learned to just mm. talk to my anxiety where it's like okay, hurry up, do what you want to do, and then leave. Like, I'm over you. Like, I don't have the patience for this Kinda today. Just, talk, just do what you got to do and talking leave. Yourself and sometimes it. that works. Yeah. Like your own motivation. Exactly. Coach. That's kind of... <laughs> okay. Exactly. So it's like kind of just talking to your anxiety. Like it's a person that's like nagging yeah. you and like picking at you, right? And you're just like, hurry up, do what you got to do, okay, that, and then that, leave. I can kind of see how that how that would work definitely I do that a lot I just talk to myself all the time when I don't really want to do anything and then yeah. I'm just like dude you gotta you gotta knock this out in order to get to the, you know the next step yeah. the next chapter in life but uh right well and I think like something else that's really helped me is I mean this is awful to say but my best friend has really bad anxiety mm. just like I do you know so so we've kind of been that shoulder to lean on when we're going through things so so when either one of us I mean thank goodness that that we've never had an yeah. attack at the same time <laughs> because then we wouldn't know That's not who, funny, who would calm us down funny. right what is going on <laughs> yeah so it's like yeah exactly so it's like, so we've always been that one for each other to calm each other down. And it's funny because now we, yeah. like, now we laugh about it, right? So then, like, we'll call each other and be like, oh, my gosh, I was at the grocery store. And and I had this kind of anxiety, you know, the one where, like, you just feel like your whole body shaking and your mind's, like, spinning. And then I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I totally get that, you yeah. know? And, like, we'll just laugh about it now. Or, like, we'll talk about, like, how paranoid and how crazy we feel we are because we'd be like I was at the store today and this man was looking at me and I thought oh, he was gosh. gonna kill me or blow the place up you know what I mean it's because <laughs> yeah it's 
and and that's what people don't understand is like those are the crazy thoughts that run yeah. in people's minds who have anxiety because our fight or flight radar is off so we think that that we're in mm. constant danger all the time i mean there there was a time in my life where i was afraid to leave my house because i woke up and i was like what? this is the day i'm gonna die when was this? i'm gonna die today yeah Okay. This was okay. when I first got diagnosed at 23 and I had, and I had to quit my job. Did you have to quit your job? I could not go into work. Cause I would have like, you didn't feel safe at your no longer felt safe at work. It wasn't that I felt no longer safe at work. It's I didn't feel oh, safe you. being outside of my house. So it wasn't the job itself. It was just me not being in my safe place and not knowing what could have happened. And the crazy thing is, um, gosh, I forgot the actress's name. Um, but this Mm. actress had anxiety and she didn't, and she didn't leave her house for three years because she was afraid of dying once she stepped out of her house. Yeah. So it, I mean, like people think it's this like lighthearted kind of mental illness when it's like, no, it's, it's debilitating and it could ruin someone's life. And that's why like insurance, like these things have to be covered. Like not only the prescription drugs, like therapy, like things that are actually going to help people. um, Covered. Like why do you, why do you, do you you feel insurances, insurance companies rather think it's not, like an important factor like it's not like mental health yeah they think it's um what's it called they think um i forgot what it's called not preventative Mm -hmm. because i know like a lot of preventative screenings are covered but they don't like a pre-existing condition um well just like like right so i don't i mean I mean, hopefully things will change. I mean, things are changing all the time. And now that mental health is such a huge staple in like society and, and, and it's getting uh-huh. more coverage on it. You know what I mean? And it's out there. Um, maybe things will change. Who knows? God, I hope so. Because I have spent thousands of dollars on therapy. <laughs> and let me tell you, I am you not rich. So... <laughs> You live in the OC, baby. I'm struggling in the vine. No. <laughs> I'm struggling I, I, I feel in the like OC. A lot of people are uh, more than they portray on uh, their Instagram, yeah. anyway. Well, and that's another thing, right? Like that's where I felt the pressure because I'm like, how how are these people living yeah. these lives? Because I seem to be struggling. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm in Irvine. Like, I'm like, how are you? But then also, like, I'm not going to lie. I, for a while, tried to yeah, keep I... up with the Joneses, right? I was like, exactly. I'm going to go here. I'm going to travel here. Exactly. I'm going to do lunch here. I'm going to do dinner here. And it's like, cha-ching, cha-ching on my credit card, where then I was like, wow, you're in $25,000 debt now. Credit because score you tried is to live. zero. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Well, let me just say, I have paid off all my debt. Score is excellent. So, thank you. And you know why? Because I stopped 
trying to keep up with the Joneses and the life yeah. of the OC. I, I think as you, I don't care as you get older anymore. You, you know, you like I mean, there's still I can't speak for everybody, but yeah, like I personally, I don't care less. I don't give a fuck. It is exhausting. It's exhausting. It it was too exhausting, and I couldn't do it anymore. And I felt like I was running mm-hmm. the battle with myself because yeah. nobody else around you but cares in your head, except you're for like, you. You're you know what I mean? Yourself to that next person, rather it be a boy, girl, right? Cars, whatever it is. Like yeah, like you just said, they don't. Yeah, but well, especially in Orange yeah. County, right? Especially in Orange I think County, it's, it's, all, it's all around you. you. Put on yourself coming from Orange County, so 100%. yeah. I, I, I do you feel that 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 just the location, like environmentally, that spiked your a lot of your anxiety or spiked your depression, or not really? Um, I, mm. you know, no, not really. Because I have, I mean, actually, like, I have no friends, like, in Orange County. Because cause all my really it. good friends all live out of state, you know? And I think and I think mm. that's why this year was so hard for me. Was You're because going to normally North every year, North Carolina, I travel yeah. so much to go visit them. Yeah, exactly. Like, I traveled so much to go visit them. And I haven't traveled in the past year. And it's like... I got you. And I need that outlet, you know, to be with the ones I love and like all that friendship and just like being stuck here and like, yeah, being around and yeah, yeah, it's just tough. So, but no, I mean, I think I'm just from a very young age, you know, where people are like, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a doctor. Like, like they had all yeah. these hopes and dreams of what they wanted as a career and and looking that far back the only thing i've ever wanted in life mm-hmm. was to be a wife and a mom you know and so to me it's like geez like like that's all i've ever wanted in life and i'm 36 and i'm nowhere clear i mean, I mean close to any of that like you said earlier god has a plan for you so you don't know how close or how far away you actually are yeah. from it you know i mean the you know the right the mr right quote unquote right. could be you know he could be your neighbor he could be right. at target right now like you don't know you know what i mean well and also i think with this past relationship that i recently well not recently mm. that i ended um i think it was very clear that like okay, Teresa, like, this is why God hasn't given you the one, because if God was to place the one in front of you, you don't love yourself enough to be able to give this man all of you, you know? And um, so I am taking this season of solitude to work on myself, to love myself. I'm not even thinking about like dating right now, (laughs) especially with COVID. I just don't care. Get that Rona. um, So yeah, yeah exactly. Um, anyway, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so yeah, it is what it is, and I just got to put my faith. No, it's cool. Put yourself first. Okay. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think that's something I've learned late in life because I'm, um, yeah, I'm a huge people pleaser. And I think it's because yeah. of the way we were brought up, you know, um, as, as minorities and like being like first generation and, um, being Asian, mm-hmm. you know, there's that stereotype where it's like, Asians are all about education and like their parents are so strict and like they are. And it's like, we never felt like yeah. we were ever going to make our parents proud, you know? And it's like, when we did what they want, now it was, okay, night. now yeah. you finish that. Now what else? You know, exactly. So it's kind of like, I think I was never able to just focus on myself because I always felt like I always needed to make other people proud of me instead of making myself proud of myself. And so I think that's also where a lot of the depression comes from. A lot of the anxiety comes from because I'm a perfectionist. Like, like Mm -hmm. I take that into my job, you know, where it's like, I have to be perfect, even though I'm in this new project and, and, and it's expected for me not to know anything because it's a new project in my mind I still yeah. should know everything you know and so I put that pressure on myself and I just need to and I just need to be kinder to myself and have more compassion I think we myself. all do. I think we all put a little bit too much pressure on trying to like I, I find myself doing it a lot instead of just like being in the moment and just yeah. and just taking it in and just you know, enjoying where I'm at in life. I'm always thinking like, what am I going to do next week or tomorrow or next month? Or how am I, you know, project out like my whole year, you know what I mean? And like reality of it is like, shit, I could, yeah, I I could Mm -hmm. die tomorrow. You know what I mean? So that's one thing I've, you know, said to myself, I'm just going to be in the moment and just take things as they come and still be prepared and still have my goals and ambitions. But like I said, just, just kind of take it as it comes, take in the information, right? And, you know, do with it, you know, at, you know, do with the information as I see fit, pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's all you can do, right? Because we're not promised tomorrow. I mean, we can go to bed tonight and not wake up the next day. And that's why we have exactly. to thank the Lord every exactly. morning for waking us up. So just to segue to end on the topic of mental health uh i just want to say how does it how is it affecting you or how has it affected you you know pre-pandemic versus i guess i can't really say post-pandemic but like during the pandemic you know have you had any changes has it gotten worse better oh man i i have struggled through the pandemic And, um, and I'm not scared to say that. And the thing is, um, I think I used to be scared to say that all the time because, because I think people think it's a sign of weakness, like when you're not perfect or like when you show that, like you're struggling with something, you know, but it's like, to me, I'm just very vocal now when I'm struggling and I need to let myself know that, that that's okay. You know, there are times where I'm in bed and I just don't want to get out of bed. There are times on the weekends where I literally will lay in bed all day, Mm. get out of bed to eat something and go right into bed. 
there's, there's times where, where I'm in really bad depression and I oh, won't wow. do laundry for like two weeks, you know? And like, yeah, like, well, I'm, I mean, and I, and I, and I recently joined TikTok and like, I'm hearing like more and more okay. of people's stories on depression and stuff. And it's just like, yeah, gosh, like it feels so good to not be alone, you know, like, like there's this woman who started taking this um, vitamin. Um, I think it's pronounced L-tyrosine. L-tyrosine. Okay. I'm not sure, but it's supposed to help with the depression. And um, and she started taking it, and she's all like, she's like, oh. I woke up today <laughs> and I brushed my teeth, you know. And that was, yeah. And like, and and that's what's sad. I mean, like it's kind of funny, like if we think about it, because yeah. it's like how can you not wake up and brush your teeth? You yeah. Know? From like, someone that's not like going through to normal it. people. That's just like weird. That's weird. Right. But for people in depression, like you just don't have the energy and you could care less. You could care less to brush your teeth. You could care less to take a shower. You could care less to brush your hair. You don't care. Like, like there were times where, where I was in a relationship and my boyfriend and I would be going out to dinner or whatever. And I wouldn't even get dressed and he'd be like, Oh, that's what you're wearing. I'm like, yeah. yeah Why is there a problem? Like I would be in sweats, like no makeup. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it's tough. And I just like mm. wish that everybody just like hangs in there and gets the help that they, they need because I mean, and I just want people to exactly. be kind because Especially you don't know what someone's time. struggling with, you know, and, um, and I'm not saying exactly. And I'm not saying I'm perfect because Lord only knows that mm. I was a bully in, in junior high, you know what I mean? And I'm going to be the first one to like admit it. And I mean, I've made amends with all those people that I made fun of because you never said sorry I, I to grew me. up and never thank goodness I grew up from that and didn't stay a bully. I know. I'm I never, I was like, I never bullied you. Um, yeah, I mean. Just and just to revert back to what you were you saying know. earlier about, you know, that friendship. I think it's so, especially during these times, you know, where we have to social distance and, you know, watch our P's and Q's around, you know, every topic known to man. I think it is yeah. to have that, you know, find those connections and that camaraderie yeah. with people and, you know, just finding ways to bond with people. Mm -hmm. Like you said, you went on TikTok and found. Right you know people with similar stories yeah as you you know even though you don't really know them you you can understand the right. struggle and kind of connect in that way too so that's i think that's awesome is to always you know find people right. like-minded yeah yeah definitely you know that's find an outlet yeah well and plus also like as friends yeah. who who don't struggle right um just just mm. pay attention to to those friends that do, you know, and, mm -hmm. um, just kind of pay attention to anything that's odd, like whether like you haven't heard from them in a while or, or where they used to constantly mm -hmm. post on yeah. Instagram and now they're not, you know, just, just check in. Um, even, even if it's nothing and if it's just because yeah. they're busy and they haven't had a time, which is the best case scenario. Great. But during these times you, you don't yeah. really know. I mean, we have some friends who struggle with anxiety, you, you know, be so just check like in and, People um, have to learn yeah. to be selfless and, and learn, and learn from 
your perspective like see try to see through your friend's perspective their friend's perspective i guess because like you said you don't know what people are going through so you could say oh such and such hasn't called me so i'm not going to call them but then kind of take a step back and be like okay they might be going through this this and this right even if it's a text or an instant message or something just to know to let them know that you are trying to reach out just to check on their well-being so yeah yeah well and you know what and and even and even if they don't have the energy to text you back just knowing that you did reach out to them and they saw that is enough you know what I mean and like I mean you and I I don't think we've ever really talked about like like, little spurts mental health I know um, like yeah I mean in our conversation throughout our conversation like oh you know I'm having a bad day or you know I had a bad week or you would tell me about your boyfriend but we never got into like details of like not not in this facet of how it started in the onsets and you know what you're going through so yeah um, I definitely appreciate your time and you being open with me yeah uh, about this yeah of course yeah I mean whatever I can do to help you know to have people know a little more about the disease and and the- it's not just in our minds you know because mm. That's the one thing that people like to go to. It's in your mind. Just just brush it off. Just think yeah. about something else. And I got one more. If got only one more it was that you, easy, you before know. I, before I let you go, since we talked about, you know, how the insurances yeah. or insurance companies don't really yeah. see it as a, as a, it's more of like a money pit. It doesn't really help. Have you ever thought about starting like a nonprofit for it and seeing like in like gathering resources? Cause I mean, I'd be down to help you. And I mean, I'm sure we can get our, I'm sure we can get our friends together. You know what? I'm, you know what? I, this is the craziest thing to me right now. And it gives me the chills because no joke. You can ask anybody around me this past two weeks. I literally was like, I feel like there is something more that I was meant to do in this world and I want to help people out and I want to work with people one-on-one on on what I know or like, yeah, or like what I struggle with or like where I can help people, you know, and the fact that you just brought that up and the crazy thing is I pray to God every night, kind of like, what is my purpose in this world? Please direct me. So I feel like the fact that you just brought that up, Maybe it is. Maybe it's like, maybe this is the next step. And maybe, yeah. And I mean, maybe we can, yeah. And maybe, you know, we can get together and like talk about it, bring some of our friends in who we know who struggle with anxiety and depression and see what we we can can get together. I I would be 100% down down for that. Eric, all those guys, you know, like, because I feel like it's, it's one thing to have people that are going through it. But it's all it's also I feel like people that aren't going through it because that's the way you learn perspective, because like if we just have a bunch of people who are like minded, which which is good, then you still have those other groups of friends that really don't understand what's going on. You know what I mean? So I think it'd be good to just bring in. I'm not saying like saturate it, but just like bring a few people in that aren't just so they can understand like, okay, you know. Now I understand why when this happens, it might be a cause of this, this, and this. So, but yeah, I'd be down for sure. Yeah. I love that. I I love that idea. 
I think let's okay. definitely um, yeah. get together and talk about that more and definitely. bring in D and well, you know. Well, Miss Teresa, I will uh, let you enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Like it. I said, thank you again for uh, blessing the podcast with your presence. Um, yeah, for sure. Next time, thank I'll, you for I'll having me. It was that fun. You requested so we can, you know, get a visual. But, uh, <laughs> like I said, uh, I do appreciate your time and um, yeah. enjoy the rest of your Sunday, ma'am. All right. Yes, ma'am. All right. Peace. Of course. Thank Talk you, to too. Later. Thanks for having me on.